Mana 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 this is social disgusting welcome to social disgusting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka brandon hope you're well my guest is an actor writer and improviser from such things as ifc's comedy bang bang wet hot american summer first day of camp and don't trust to be in apartment 23 as well as a tiktok star influencer and now podcaster whose podcast you are worthy with little mookie b is now available whereupon all podcasts are please welcome Mookie Blakelock, welcome. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you for calling me an influencer. Well, that you know. thing that I call myself as a joke. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do watch your, your TikTok videos and they're very funny. And I'm really thank glad you. you're, I don't know how to phrase it any other way, messing with the forum. But it's, it's fun just uh, as a response to all of them because it's all, I imagine there is just truly unlimited content for you at this point. In terms of TikTok? Well, the thing is, is like with TikTok, TikTok is, and I feel like I want to encourage people to go to TikTok because people are like, I'll never get on TikTok, but I love watching your, and it's like, I think you should go on there just for the people watching. It's like truly yes. one of the most insane just things I've ever witnessed. And like, to me... I think I had a little bit of a, a hard time starting this TikTok thing because it's like I felt like I was maybe like just making fun of people that were doing their thing on TikTok. But it's also just like that's what TikTok is. Yeah. It's somebody does something. It catches on. It's a trend. And every single thing on TikTok is just some copy or somebody's version of that thing. And so I'm trying to, I guess, remember or tell myself that I'm just doing my version of whatever is going on on TikTok right now, just like everybody else on TikTok is. So. So that's what TikTok is. And I don't necessarily know if it's like I'm playing with the form or whatever. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also hate giving myself any kind of credit for anything, but like it's um, not that I should get credit for that. That I that was stupid, but it's a really wild place. And I'm it's been fun to just also be like, I'm contributing some more wild stuff to this. <laughs> It is, to your point, though, like, for better or worse, there is something for everyone. And, yeah, you know, people are utilizing it, too, in a cool way for kind of informational purposes and to have a conversation with the younger generation that generally seems to use it. But when I watch your videos, I never see them as mean or anything by any means. Well, thank you. They're very funny. Thank you. Thank you. I've been afraid. I've been a little afraid that maybe they're uh, too cynical, but I mean, I'm also having fun. And sometimes like you got to be like, this is ridiculous. And yeah, well, they're silly. And sure. Some of these things are just feel like such parodies of reality at this point that it's really like I imagine I would imagine you're just scrolling through all these videos. And where's my joke there? Because it seems to pretty much take care of itself. Whether they're aware of that yeah. or not. Well, the biggest thing that I see on TikTok, and it's across every single trend and across every single... There's, like, self-help TikTok. There's just, like, sexy dance TikTok. There's, like, lip-sync to a movie or a song TikTok. There's, there's like, life hack TikTok. Everything is, like... There's so many different sub-genres of, like, you know, styles of things that are on TikTok. But the thread through all of them is that it's people... I'm trying, I'm going to see if I can describe this articulately enough. It's people that are hiding behind like a persona or they're trying to come off as cool or interesting or smart or like basically when it really boils down, it's like just, you know, everybody wants to get laid. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everybody who wants to look cool or smart or sexy or something so that someone will fuck them. You know what I mean? That's like really (laughs) what it feels like to me. Yes. And that's, that's sort of at the core of, I guess the, I mean... 
parody satire, whatever it is that I'm trying to do. To me, it's just like, it's funny to just act that way almost completely sincerely. And, you know, the biggest compliments I feel like I've ever gotten on any of those are people who are like, I can't tell if you're being serious or not, which is just the, is the best. Yeah. That's what I want rather than people being like, this is funny. I would rather people be like, are you being serious? It feels like such an accomplishment to me. That is the absolute ultimate win. Yeah, it would seem like. It is interesting, too, that TikTok, while being seemingly, at least in the cultural zeitgeist, relatively young, has already, in seemingly record time, to your point, established all of the genres. Yeah. Or these major genres. Like, it seems really quick that they did that. And maybe this has all been exacerbated by being in quarantine and just the situation. But it is really impressive in that regard. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Or are you saying me or TikTok is impressive in that? Well, regard? no, both, honestly. <laughs> TikTok is for sure. It's really established itself very quickly. And I get why, because it's. Yeah. It feels like the culmination of a thousand different. Uh, yeah. Social media platforms before it. Legitimately, it's a very cool app. It's like you can edit within the app. You can do text. You can do you can do filters. You can do effects. Like you can make little like mini one minute, fifteen second to one minute movies in this app. It's like very cool. It's you know, it's just like everything else. When you give access to it to everyone, then you know, it's like mostly a hellscape. <laughs> I think this a lot too is like not everybody should have access to the internet and that definitely goes for social media platforms in general with you know like you have to be judicious towards yourself and it just enables everything for better or worse and there are obviously plenty of great things that have come out of all of it but there's also uh, a thousand awful things too sure of course well that's part for the course here but hey that's part of living in this great country brother oh god <laughs> god bless America right we huh. love it we love it <laughs> TikTok, you're thriving, obviously, and you have your podcast that, as of the airing of this, it's now out, and I'm very excited about. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. But, you know, to, to go back to the initial question that I tend to ask, how are you? Uh, thank you for asking, by the way. And I'm yes. sorry it took so long to get to it. That's my oh. fault. Um, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm better now than I was not too long ago. The last uh, the last month or two has been a little better for me. Good. Mainly because of working on this podcast. It was um, I think before this it was like uh, trying to keep myself busy as a distraction from you know everything that's going on. Yes. It was like and you know when I don't have anything to work on and you know work has been scarce and few and far between and sporadic for me the last like you know several years and so it's it's kind of always been that way but now when it's like oh it's you know there's there's even less of a chance now of me like being able to you know get work and keep busy and have something to work on you know even though I could sit down and work on something but it's easier said than done but yeah absolutely just that uh, I think before this the first like few months of this quarantine was sort of like, okay, get through the day. So like, get up, eat, like maybe try and go on a walk or a hike or something, you know, come back, do a puzzle, watch a couple episodes of the West Wing, take a nap, uh, play, you know, I bought a Nintendo Switch, like play video games for a couple of hours, like eat dinner, try and FaceTime with somebody, go to bed. It's like, just get to the point where you can go to bed and then you can worry about tomorrow when you wake up. And it was, you know, I'm, I think I'm making it maybe sound a little more desperate than it was, but just like... It was tough to just be like, I need to fill my days when I know I can't go and do much. And now the last couple of months, you know, working on this podcast has been really great to just like get up every day and 
just have something to work on and have something that I'm excited about. And, you know, like there's plenty of stuff to do for it. So it's like I could work all day on it or I could just work a part of the day. And when I feel like I'm done working, I feel like I've earned my leisure time and I can sit and read a book or watch TV or play a video game or something. And and also just I think the last couple of months have been a little more comfortable, like getting out and seeing people in person, you know, like safe, safely, of course, with masks on and mostly outdoors and things like that. And, you know, I'm trying not to be part of those people that are like, I'm going to restaurants and I don't give a shit. Like I'm not really doing much of that, but just like, it's almost weird to be like, the reason that I'm doing better right now is because like, I guess like everybody else is, I'm just more used to what's going on. It's like, I've just eased into it. No, I know exactly what you mean. Because the beginning of this was truly terrifying and really scary. And I had a ton of anxiety and now it's like, okay, I know what's going on. I kind of know, even though I don't know a hundred percent Nobody does, but it's just like, I have a rhythm now where I understand like what keeps me safe and what makes me comfortable and what keeps other people safe. And so like now I can work within that and it's, it's freeing and it definitely makes me feel better. And so that's the long version of saying I'm, I'm okay right now. I'm good. I mean, you know, could be better, but I know exactly what you mean though. Like on multiple levels, I realize it's that you can only control day to day. And then as you take it day to day, you don't realize, okay, this is just relatively speaking, at least in the short term, however long the new normal. Yeah. And like, I've got to still exist within that now. Yeah. To your point, I've had to adjust in the last couple of months of, okay, I've got to continue living so I can be safe and all that, but this is just how it's going to be. Yeah. So that, that helped me a lot too of what can I do within these parameters of staying safe? Because you need to see people. You need to talk to people. It's truly unnatural as like innately social beings that we don't connect with people. And, yeah. you know, Zoom and and FaceTime and all these things, they definitely kind of help bridge that gap to some degree. But sure. it's still not the same. You know, it's not feeding out people's energy and being around them. And to your point about the podcast, too, I know for me, I mean, just doing this has helped me so much. Like, I can't imagine where I'd be if I hadn't started this. Yeah. And just having that excitement, and I'm not comparing us on any level creatively, but that you have this thing where it's like, this can be whatever I want it to be. And that's very exciting. And I need structure. I need some form of schedule, but not too much of one, because then I feel trapped in it and get resentful of it. And sure. I just don't know where that line is, but I think we're all just trying to figure it out. <laughs> and we're all just trying to figure this out. Of course. I mean, I think it's like, you have to have purpose. It's interesting to see this, I mean, this pandemic is just like shining a light on everything, so many different things, but like, it's interesting to see these sort of like, uh, like humanity sort of like people need purpose. People need affection and attention and, you know, like some people need validation or whatever. Like it's like, it's like when you look at, you know, those celebrities doing that, like imagine video and it's like, oh, they're you know, it it was lame, but also like (laughs) those people are just like their whole livelihood is like people looking at them and paying attention to them. And it's just like they needed somebody to pay attention to them because it's been a few months. You know what I mean? To to see them stewing so quickly is very, very funny, honestly, in the scheme of things, but just in general. But yeah, to your point, like they're used to the constant dopamine drip of just everyone adoring them always. Yeah. It was very funny to me in general, but let alone as we separate even more and more in time of how long this is going on. Within a week and a half, Josh Gad was crying on an Instagram video. Yeah. The funniest thing in the world to me. I could not stop laughing. And it's just so funny of like, of gauging kind of how needy some of the the celebrities are of like, oh boy, he is the neediest, quite possibly. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those things too, where it's almost like, I kind of can't blame them though. I mean- 
it is for sure obnoxious, but also like, I don't know if that's like your whole life and that's what you're used to, then like, it doesn't surprise me necessarily. And it's like, you know, whatever, maybe they need to do that to feel happy and that's fine. And I don't, I try not to judge them. It definitely makes me cringe. I feel like I am like struggling with these sort of like, is me, you know, is this podcast and these TikToks is, am I just doing the same thing? Like I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy like the validation of like people liking them and retweeting them and all that stuff. But it's also like, you know, I think I'm, I'm trying not to sound extremely pretentious, but just like, I like that. I I think what I'm trying to do is do something that I'm like, well, I think this is funny and I think it's good as opposed to like, I will just do anything for your attention. (laughs) You know what I mean? Look, I am an absolute hypocrite too, because I, yes, I you love are. People so listen. am I, and so is everyone listening. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I love that people listen, but, you know, and I want more people to listen to this, and I want everybody to enjoy it. Of course. But at the same time, it's like you have to find that line of, like, not compromising what you want to do for the sake of seeking that out. Sure. And and in terms of the celebrity stuff, I it is that thing of, like, I they that is their coping mechanism. And although I think it's very funny, just in the scheme of things, also, like, Look, if you're used to a thing and you're almost like you're biologically used to it, I get wanting to find that. And they're not hurting anyone. Yeah. Although just, I guess, my my already limited perception of them anyway, which who gives a shit. <laughs> right. We all cope in different ways. And sure. I think to your point, it really is shining a light on everything. And I think that it can't be underestimated how losing that sense of control that everybody has lost to some degree is going to really put people in like a bit of a tailspin. Yeah. I mean, it's weird human nature. I'm not like defending. I'm certainly not defending these people, but it's like rich white people who are seeing things change and they go, well, I'm not getting what I've always gotten my whole entire life. And they freak out and they do things that are crazy. And uh, I, I want to reiterate again, I am not defending those people, but it's just like, <laughs> no, no. it's it's a, it's just a, a good human nature example of just like, everyone's life has been disrupted and, you know, brought to a screeching halt and nobody is getting what they, so I'm sure some people are, but like, there's a lot of people, most people are not getting what they normally got in return from the world and from other people their their rhythm's been interrupted they're not sure the the thing that kept them going has stopped and so like everyone's fucking going crazy and you know there's some people that know how to keep their mouth shut and like deal with it and take care of themselves and then there's people who don't (laughs) for some of them in my perception it's like the the most relatable thing about them you know beneath you know the artifice and playing different people and everything that oh yeah this is the most human thing oh yeah i can both laugh at it while completely understanding where that's coming from yes yes and like yeah. you're it's almost like you know we're all going through some form or have gone and probably i mean i'm sure it's the are because it's so unfathomable this form of shock and when you're used to that dopamine drip of life, like it's also a biological shock yeah so you had said too that in the last like month and a half of like getting out when i talked to tim kalpakis he said that when he's like social distancing with being around friends that he'd been around you and that you guys go on hikes together. Are those things like really just helping you just getting out more and kind of doing physical stuff? Oh yeah. I I mean a thousand percent. Even, you know, just, I would say a lot of it has shifted from like exercising to just like, let's find a place to like be outside together. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I mean like I was, I was taking hikes with, uh, with, with Tim and just like, you know, I have like a small patio in back of my apartment and I have a, like a little grill. And this summer I've been having like one or two friends come over and we like 
grill and we drink beers and we, you know, keep our masks on unless we're eating. And it's just like, I like need to see people, you know what I mean? Like I, absolutely, uh, it's super important to me. And, you know, even in the last like couple of years when I've had some sort of like big life changes in my life and, and, you know, like always sort of my friends are really important to me and like being with my friends and it's one of those things that's just like I have to make this happen and it's one of those things where if I'm going to have any kind of a life any kind of happiness and not that I can't find happiness when I'm by myself I can and I have and I will continue to but you know like I have to I have to get out but it's a really important thing to me to like be around my friends and see my friends and like when I'm with my friends I'm like not thinking about all the awful shit that I could be thinking about so it's one of those things where I have to now just be like I need to I need to get out and see people I'm gonna do it safely I'm gonna wear my mask we're gonna do it outside we're gonna do it right we're not going to go into a crowd we're not gonna do anything that's harmful to ourselves or to other people and then you know I got to get out and do that and see those people and then just understand and accept that there's like some risk involved and, you know, little, much less risk if everyone's being safe and we're being responsible. And as much as I would love to go and have a big dinner at a restaurant with 10 of my friends right now, that just can't happen. So if I can hang out with one or two of my friends and do as close to that as we can do while still being safe, then that's what I'm going to do. And that's what it's going to be for a little bit. And, you know, the more that I do that, if I'm having a week where I'm really kind of isolating and, you know, either like doing too much work or just not feeling like I want to go out or whatever, like that week is usually worse for me in terms of my mood. No, I know exactly what you mean because I treasure my friends. I, I really do. And I need of course, we must. to hang out and be around them. And I keep going back to in my head the you're just, especially early on, you're, you're just taking a day to day and those days add up to weeks and months and you don't realize like, oh, I could have been doing this the entire time. I just didn't know at the time. I thought maybe this would be over or, yeah, or, you know, something, I, you know, that's all we would know. I, I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow, but I need that, and I should have done a better job of that, and I still need to. But Brandon, I wouldn't not to uh, not to be your therapist here, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say you shouldn't. And nobody knew what was happening. I feel like everybody was overly cautious, and we all sacrificed a few months of not doing what we want to do, so that now we can like be uh, we can figure out what's going on and like do it now safely. You know what I mean? Don't beat yourself up, brother. I appreciate that. I just got went to go straight to a transition to be insincere. <laughs> and and I shouldn't do that. Did I fuck Thank that up you. for you? You did not at all. I fucked it up for me because I could have just done it, but then I got self-conscious. First of all, genuinely, thank you. Because of course. you had said that you are too, that I'm very hard on myself. And, you know, it's that thing of like, I'm trying to be in all of this kinder to myself because we're all right. going through it. And just the realization of it's, and I say this in the show, but it, it's okay to not be okay. Of course. This is all truly unfathomable. Just truly, for lack of a better phrase, it's truly wild. But my unsubtle transition, I was going to say, it just makes me realize that I am worthy, which uh, is your podcast. This is true. The description in and of itself with just the delightful whereupons and upons. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. And the like, Faux intellectual overphrasing is very, very funny. Thank you. That's I'm that's so interesting. Excited. I've never faux intellectual overphrasing is I've been trying to figure out what it is that, that I've been doing. Yeah. That I've been trying to make fun of, and that's that's perfectly it. Mine is always like dumb people adding extra words to a sentence <laughs> to sound smarter than yeah. they are. Yeah, as if like uh volume equals intelligence. Yes. Yeah. It's truly the 
antithesis of an economy of words. Yes. As if maybe the more you say, the more people's eyes will glaze over and they're just like, oh, this is just a smart person. Yes, yes. They know volume. A more is more approach. (laughs) The description of it is the podcast whereupon which we speak of feelings, emotions, and all of things in between of them. I am so excited for this. Oh, thanks. I I am too. I, I uh, I hope that people like it and that's it. I hope people like it. I'm doing it whether they like it or not, so... Hey, me too. Three days a week, I do it whether people listen or not, and hopefully they do, but if they don't, it's not going to stop this freight train. Yep. There's always going to be haters, man. There's always going to be haters. And I love them all equally. Yeah, we love the haters, you know? That's my guy Tom Brady said, we love the haters. He was asked (laughs) by a young man one time, he said, what do you do about the haters? And he says, we love them. He says, we don't hate them back. And I love that. (laughs) So you you grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah. Are you a Patriots fan or did you? Yes, I'm like. I'm like the big. I'm like the biggest Patriots fan. Okay, look, I love the Patriots too. I'm a big Patriots fan. Cool. Okay. Which tracks, of course, because I'm in Arkansas. Right. What? You guys don't have a football team. Love the Patriots, except, except the Razorbacks. But we got the Razorbacks, and then for the most part, people are. It's a weird, disparate fan base of all these different things. I guess because we don't have a professional team. Right. So Cam Newton, very excited about him. Sure. I love Cam Newton. I like him too. I love his hat game. In and of itself. Great head game. He's a good quarterback, and I am i truly don't care if he's arrogant. I don't either. He is a physical freak of nature. Yeah. That's if he starts, too. Yeah. Who, Stidham, who knows? Right? We might have Stidham. And also, I hope people who are listening to this are not like so incredibly off-put and bored by me <laughs> talking about football. I love football so much. I love the NFL, and I want to say that I'm also aware of all of its problems. And Yeah, me too. It's a love-hate relationship, for sure. It's a bummer to me because like I love watching football on TV on Sunday so much. Like It's just something that I did as a kid, and also like that first year that... This will be my only sentimental football story, but like that first year in 2000, 2001, when Drew Bledsoe got hurt and Tom Brady came in as his backup and they won the Super Bowl that year. And then Tom Brady went on to be like the greatest quarterback of all time. And like I was a senior in high school. It was like 9-11 was that year. And like Drew Bledsoe was like our like golden boy quarterback and he got hurt. And we were like, oh, no, this like scrawny kid is our backup. And then we ended up like just eking by and like getting a wild card spot. And then like the playoffs were like incredible. And there was the game in the snow against the Raiders with the field goal. And then there was like the AFC championship game against the Steelers where like Brady got hurt and Bledsoe came back in and he threw two touchdown passes. And then they were like, is Bledsoe or Brady going to start in the Super Bowl? And they went with Brady and they won. And then I had a Super Bowl party at my house that night and all my friends were there and we were all seniors in high school. And it was like the beginning of our last semester of like high school. And we were all going to go off to, it was like the most romantic, beautiful, like season of a sport I've ever seen in my life. And so the Patriots and Tom Brady are like very dear to my heart and like i'll probably cry when he retires oh no i'm i'm gonna shed some tears for sure and i'm not a crier by nature but i'm going to shed some tears because i've lived a lot of life through his career just in my life experiences but just watching every game he's played in since that year when he took over and even just that year itself just in general but as you described it that's like the type of thing where like those um uplifting disney sports movies they make yeah you know it's like that season is that very thing without having to change anything it's so cinematic and incredible a lot of people shit in the patriots and i get that for many reasons but it's so difficult 
in that time to root against them because it was such an incredible story. Sure. And I, I get the hate since then. I mean, like, I, do too. I would be annoyed if that wasn't my team and I just watched them win all the time and go to the Super Bowl all the time. Yes. Like, but I just lucked out that that's my home team. And I've been a fan of them long before Brady and Belichick. Like, I was, we're talking Steve Grogan, babe. <laughs> See, I don't even have that excuse, obviously. I just have. <laughs> Uh, that is what hooked me in that exact season. Yep. And this is the first time I've really been, my my Patriot fandom has been, my medal has been tested, was because it started with Brady and now he's gone to Tampa Bay. Yep. But I'm still a fan and I'm locked in. I guess the real test is going to be Belichick when he's gone. Yeah. We're going to have a nice little downfall in like in the next, like in the next few years. Uh, who even knows this year? I mean, who knows if there's going to be a season, but like we're not going to be the same from here on out, I don't think we will be the same. Uh, I mean, who knows? But I don't see us being the same. And it's fine. We had our time. And now it can be someone else's time. Yeah. I don't think the season's going to happen. And I don't think so either. And I don't necessarily I don't think, think, it think should. that it should. Yeah. yeah, I really don't. My hope is that they cancel the season and then Brady decides to retire and he never plays a game in a Bucks jersey. I would love that. Wouldn't it's, that be great? Oh, I'd love that because... <laughs> It's that weird thing, too, like to see him in a Buxer, if it were, for whatever reason, it's the regular season that makes it real to me. But it's like drinking water, thinking it's Sprite. Like, I know intellectually what that is, but my brain is not prepared for it. Of course. And they got Gronk, too. Ugh, I'll pro- if there's a season, I'm going to watch some Bucks games, which is embarrassing, <laughs> but I will. I, I, I want to see them. They have a lot of good players. I don't think Gronk is going to do much. I feel like it's not great for your body to add a shit ton of muscle after going so lean. And doing it in a short amount of time. I just don't think that's going to do his body any favors. Yeah, but, I don't think being in the NFL at all does your body any favors. So, <laughs> that's, You know what? That's a good point. Unless, of <laughs> course, you're applying the TB12 method. <laughs> of God, dexterity. I could, talk about, I could talk about that for hours. Oh, me too. Oh, boy. But we won't. We won't. No, 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 no. Anything you want to point people toward? I know you, your podcast. That was mentioned. Sure, yeah. I mean, my podcast, You Are Worthy with Lil Mookie B. It's a podcast about, uh, you know, just a, a comedian who is uh, <laughs> a narcissist comedian who's gone to therapy and would like to share it with others. And uh, it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a few others that I don't think anyone's heard of. It's like Breaker and Cast App, but... Just, you know, most places you can listen to podcasts, you could listen to it there. And um, you can follow me on TikTok, Lil Mookie B, L-I-L-M-O-O-K-I-E-B. Yeah, that's, you can follow me there on, on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Or I'm, I'm Lil Mookie B across all those platforms. And that's where I post my TikToks and updates. And you are worthy pod on Instagram and Twitter if you want updates on the podcast. Thank you again for your time. I love this conversation. It was so fun. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. Please just wear a mask, be safe, respect people and yourself. That seems weird. I'm going to go. Right Bye. on. <laughs>